What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today, we would like to welcome a, ve- a former player for Michigan State basketball and member of the 2000 National Championship team and now CEO of one of the fastest growing mortgage companies in the country, United Shore. It's a pleasure to welcome Matt Ishbia onto the podcast. How are you doing today, Matt? Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yes, of course. So let's get right into it. So we know being a student athlete comes with a lot of responsibility and time management skills. So how hard was it to be a student athlete at the D1 level in college? Yeah, back when, at Michigan State, it was, you know, it's a full-time job and then some to play college sports, and especially at the level I was at. I was not that great of a player. I was on a great team and great Final Four teams, a lot of, a lot of great experience. But the commitment, the time commitment is huge. You know, it was waking up and, you know, shooting free throws or, you know, walking through plays at 6 in the morning, go to class from 8 a.m. till 2 and then you got to get to the gym by 2.30, and then it's 3 to 6 is practice, then you have dinner, and then you have film again at night. I mean, it's a, it's a full-time thing, Saturday, Sundays, Christmas break, everything. So it's, it's, a, big, it's a big commitment, and, uh, you know, it's hard to do it for four or five years consecutively. Even one year is tough. So we can all agree that Tom Izzo has kind of reached the legendary status as a basketball coach. So what was it like playing under a Hall of Fame coach like Tom Izzo? Yeah, it was unbelievable. He was he 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 is uh, you know in my opinion the best coach out there. He he outworks everyone. He um, grinds. He's great X and O's. He has a great basketball mind, obviously. So it was a great. It was a pleasure when I played for him. You know, he's only in his fourth year, and we went to his first Final Four. Now he goes to Final Four every couple of years, as everyone knows now. But it was just a great experience being around him for those years and and seeing to be great at anything, sports, business, school, the amount of work and effort effort that it takes someone to do it's 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 beyond what most people are willing to do and so it was a great experience and he's uh he, he's one of the best there is and best probably one of the best there ever has been do you think tom Izzo has done a great job in keeping in touch with his former players yeah you know he's great he's you know michigan state has a family feel and all the programs will quote oh we do a family type feel and all these types of things but the reality is um coach Izzo actually has that we we go back a couple times a year to reunions um, we go to his house, we're in his basement with his, his family, we're having food, we're having drink, you know, we're all hanging out together, relaxing um, as a family. He gives us free tickets to the games. We come back and are all one team. He even, he even came out to, he brought his whole team out to our, my, my office here at my company and they took a tour and hung out here. Um, just that experience. And, and so he, I, he called me, you know, uh, earlier this week, actually three days ago, he called me on the phone to check in and I can't add any value to him anymore. He was calling to touch base and staying close. He's one of the best around at that. He looks at it as a program, not a team, and there's a big difference. You know, I'm sure obviously winning the 2000 uh, NCAA National Championship was probably one of your most memorable moments at Michigan State. But do you have any other moments aside from that in your four years of Michigan State that you would like to mention or really love? Yeah, you know, the, the best moments of the championship is obviously what first thing you'll go to, you know, winning championships, you know, you know, I, I enjoyed, you know, when we, we won championship with hanging banners in, in the arena. I enjoyed, you know, a weird one to enjoy is actually, you know, every time we lost, which is crazy to think, every time we lost for the first three and a half years I was there, the other team's crowd rushed the court. So it's actually an experience where you, you, know, you can't even get off the court. That's an experience you'll always remember. But the biggest one is the camaraderie in the locker room. Like you can go through all those fun things, all the, but just after practice, dead tired, sitting around with, with 12, 13, 14 other guys, 
BSing about whatever's going on. That's the stuff you can, you can never get again in your life. And that's the stuff that I miss the most. And so those are the memories, you know, you know, certain guys complaining about the music that other guys are playing and you're joking with each other, giving each other a hard time about girls, whatever it may be, um, was what we always did. Did you find that the losses that some of you guys took in the hard, like, uh, most like worst losses you guys took, do you think that maybe brought you guys closer together than some of the great wins? Do you think? Yeah, you know, losses are always good because you always get better from them, but it sucks to lose. Like, you know, you, you hate losing in anything you do. I hate losing in any game, any event. I don't care what it is. And so the losses, you know, I don't know if they brought us together, but I, I think it, what it did is it refocused us on what we can do better because it's not, you know, playing against a team that you beat by 30, you can – we could sometimes be – just as upset about like the end of that game. And Izzo was great. It's like, we won by 30 and he's more upset with us on another game that we lose by two, right? Because if we're not playing to our best of our abilities is what he's measuring us at, not just the scoreboard. The scoreboard will take care of itself if, you, if you're the best version of yourself. And so, yes, the losses did bring us closer, but the reality is, um, you, know, you know, playing, trying to be great every day was what we always try to do. And whether we won or lost, it was if we weren't our best, it was a problem. So you mentioned how Tom Izzo would sometimes get on you guys more on a 30 point win instead of like a bad loss. So do you have any like funny Tom Izzo stories or moments that you would like to share? Um, yeah, I mean, I have a couple. I'm trying to think what I can share uh, I, 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 with you guys. I guess one that I'll share, which is kind of funny, you'll think about just to show you how great like what he was like. And like I said, I was a walk on, I didn't play that much. Um, but, you know, when I played, we were usually winning because we were up by 20 when I was getting in. And um, I remember distinctly, so this is right after Christmas, maybe my sophomore year, um, and we won by 30, whatever. And uh, we, we – but I, I played the last four or five minutes of the game, and I went one for four from the line, from the free throw line. And he walks in the locker room, and you could have seen he – went, he went after me like I lost us the game – and he, I'm never going to touch a ball again around this arena because I wasn't focused. And he knows I'm not a like, – he doesn't hold me accountable to being what I can't do. He didn't say, Ishbia, why didn't you dunk? He said, Ishbia, you don't miss a free throw in practice. What the, what the heck are you doing? You're going one for four? What are you looking at the girls in the crowd? What the hell's going on? And then, you know, what happened was we have a team goal of 75% free throw percentage, and we missed it because I went one for four in the waning seconds of the game when it didn't even matter. And – I didn't hear the end of that for a while. And, it, you know, like he didn't care. He didn't care if we're up by 30. He's coaching us the same way. He held me accountable to be my best version of myself. And um, so that was one story I, I remember very vividly, uh, knowing that, you know, it reminded me that it's not garbage time for, for me. It's, it's my playing time. And every minute and every second you get on that court, you better cherish and treat like that or, or you won't get to do it again. What was the relationship between you and your teammates outside of the court and the locker room? It was fantastic. It still is to this day. You know, five or six of them work here with me at my company, and and uh, we have a we we play basketball together. I don't play basketball anymore except for with those guys. We sometimes get together every every couple months and play, and we even have our families and kids come over to my house, and like we all all together. And back then, it was the same thing. You know, when you finish practice, like, hey, my team's going to the mall. Matt, let's come on, Matt, let's go with me. Or, hey, I'm going to go to the movie. Hey, you know, hey, Pete, hey, Jay, you know, you know. Cowboy, you want to come with me, right? Wolf, whatever, you know, whoever they were, like, we, we, we were a close, close-knit group and family, uh, more than you can ever imagine. Like, the, the, you know, my, my teammates that all played in the NBA, they always talk about 
there's nothing more fun than college. There's no, there's no relationship like that. Cause in NBA and NFL, like they're independent, you know, business people for making like, we were a team, a family. Like we, we, we hung out together all the time, whether we're going out to a party to some girl's house, to, to the bar, to, to the movies, to, to the mall, whatever it was, we were always together. So that kind of leads into our next question. And we understand that the 2000 national championship team had a 20 year reunion this year. And what was it like standing on the court with them for the first time in 20 years with that group that won the national championship? You know, it was awesome because you know what, everyone was there together. Everyone made the trip. I had one of our teammates lived in Australia. He came back and we had people that lived in overseas and, you know, Spain came back and, you know, everyone came back to be part of the team. Um, and uh, be together. So it was really fantastic. And, and to give Mateen, who's obviously our leader, Mateen Cleves, our leader credit, you know, we, they're having us walk out there and he said, hey, we bring our kids with us, you know, and they're like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just for the play. No, no, it, these are our kids. These are our family. Let's bring in. So I got to stand out there with my son. My oldest son was with me. He was eight. And he's still eight. Um, uh, and uh, actually, he's just turned nine. So now he's nine. <laughs> but either, either way, uh, you know, you know, um, you know, I got to be with my son out there. And so that was cool standing arm in arm with my son, along with all my teammates that we did something so special in front of 15,000 people and obviously millions of people. They've showed some of it on ESPN like that was pretty cool. But the, you know, the, the time the times in the locker room after that game, the times we went out to, you know, have dinner together and like all that stuff, even this that weekend back in February was really cool. You obviously stood in the center court of the Breslin and how has the Breslin changed? from 20 years now when you played 20 years ago? Or is it still the same atmosphere? You know, it's really the same atmosphere. It really is. The is zone is great. The energy is fantastic. The crowd yells. They cheer on our team. Um, it's really very, very similar. Um, there, there weren't any courtside seats back then, so that's maybe a little different. But it, I mean, it, you know, it's like on the floor seats. But everything else was the same. I mean, there's really not much different. They run out of the same tunnel. The locker room's a lot nicer now than it was when I played. But everything's pretty much the same. Um, from the Breslin perspective, it was awesome. It was awesome then, and it's awesome now. So I was actually at that game against Maryland, and I remember, so besides the fans that were sitting behind the Maryland bench, there was really no one wearing red. It was all white or all green, so that's just amazing. You know, it, it's, it hasn't changed since, obviously, so. Yeah, no, it hasn't changed. You know, what's funny, though, about that is, like, people don't realize – in college sports and especially in basketball specifically going on the road is so hard. You know, I remember my brother who's older than me, like my, I didn't understand like, why, why is it harder for you guys to win? It's the same basketball court. Why is it harder to win on the road than, and you, if you saw it, like having 15,000 people, momentum's a big deal. And 15,000, you have like 25 people behind your bench that are on your side. It's like you versus everybody else. And you have to be a lot better. I used to always tell people, and I still think to this day that home court advantage is like a 10 point lead. I think you got basically get to start 10-0 and the other team's got to be 10 points better that day to beat you if, uh, you know on a road team has to be 10 points better that day because it's hard to win especially in the big 10 at home you know obviously Breslin Center is harder to play and then at Penn State's arena is not that hard but Indiana's impossible like you don't win at Indiana you don't win at Purdue you don't win at Ohio State those are tough arenas obviously as a senior at Michigan State you know it's one of the greatest senior senior days in all of college basketball so what was that day like just you know, how you got to probably, I assume, kiss the floor and walk out with your guys for one last time. Yeah, that was awesome. You know, it was, that year was interesting. I was the only senior. So I, I was the only senior to be able to do I got to start that game, which was really cool. It was against Iowa. Um, 
And uh, I actually hit a three at the beginning of the game. I told Coach Izzo, if you start me every game, I hit a three at the beginning of the game too. He never started me again though. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great experience. And, and so walking out the court, my, my, my parents and my brother walked out with me and uh, being out there with my teammates for the last time and, you know, never getting dressed in that locker room to play a game there again. It was, it was you know, it was surreal thinking about that, but it was a great experience. We won that game and, um, you know, I had a great experience to play, play the beginning and at the end because we won by a lot. So it was, it was fun. So as an alumni, is there anything that Michigan State does to keep you invested and tied into the basketball program in the university? Yeah, so many things. You know, I mean, coaches, like I said, he brings the reunions back. He brings people back. He, you know, they're always reaching out. They're always trying to – he is always the, is the catalyst to that. You know, Michigan State University does a great job. Um, but it's obviously – the basketball program is led by Tom Izzo. And as long as he's there, we'll have that family feel. And hopefully – when, even when he's gone, they'll be able to continue that forward. But Michigan State always does a great job of welcoming former athletes back and former student athletes back, but for, and just really all students back. And they, it's, a, it's a great place. It's a, such a fun place to go up to go to school at. And at the same time, being part of a basketball team was even better. We have the understanding that you had a basketball court installed into your office. So how often do you go down there, shoot some hoops, and refresh your <laughs> Yeah, we have a full court here for our team members. We have 5,800 people here. So they play five on five. They have dunk contests that we run. They have, you know, different leagues, co-ed, men's. Like, they have everything. They have volleyball. They have – so we have – it's it's used for everything. But basketball court, I don't go down there really, honestly, except for uh, if they need me to do something for, like, you know, on camera or something. I don't – I'm not any good anymore. I'm, I'm 40 years old. I can't keep up with these young guys anymore. But – um, it's still fun to, to, to see everyone every time it, it, I have a conference room called the Breslin conference room, which is for my, for me and, and all my other leaders. And it oversees the basketball court with a big glass window so I can watch people play while I'm, while I'm in my meeting. So it's pretty cool. We know that you're obviously are the CEO of one of the fastest growing mortgage companies in the entire United States. So how do you think your time at Michigan state helped you grow your business to where it is today? Yeah, it was a huge part of it. You know, we run our team and our company here like Michigan State basketball, like Izzo ran his program, which was, you know, hold people highly accountable, make it a fun, great place to where people want to be there, be part of the team, be part of the family. And we outworked everybody. And that's how you, that's how we got to where we're at. You know, when I got here 17 years ago, there was, you know, I don't know, 12, 15 people, uh, 12 people at UWM. And now we have 5,800 people. We've grown it by camaraderie, teamwork, effort, attitude. So all the Michigan State stuff. So it all ties. Sports and business are so interconnected. If, if, you're, if you're a team player and you get what teamwork's all about, you'll be successful in business. So the Michigan State basketball culture, one thing you think about when you think of Michigan State is really family and the family culture they have there. So what do you think drives that culture there in East Lansing? Well, it starts with Izzo, right? You know, Izzo Izzo's a family guy from having his wife back when we were there, his wife and, 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 and his two kids coming to different things. You know, his kids were much younger back then, but around there. And then at the same time, welcoming our parents and our brother, my brother and brothers and sisters into the, the locker room or into, you know, different events or whatever it may be. And I just keeping that thing together and, and, and making sure when they had tickets to games that they all sat together. And, you know, he really did a great job and everything starts with leadership and, and the leadership from Tom Izzo is, is, is the best in the country. And, and so he, he makes it that family feel. And then the players have to carry it on and we have to put the effort forth uh, to keep it going. And we have, and we will uh, going forward. 
Well, I think if we have no further questions, I think it's a good time to wrap up today's podcast. But first, we would like to thank you, Matt, for joining us. And we know you're a very busy man, and we really do appreciate you taking your time to join us today. But before we end the episode, are there any social media handles that you would like to mention to the listeners or where they can find your business? Yeah, well, if you want to, you can, you can check out my social media, you know, you know, on LinkedIn or on Facebook or, you know, Twitter, I'm on all those things, but, it, but really just, you guys do a great job. This was fun talking sports with you guys. I got, I got to listen to all your podcasts, man. I hope, and hopefully you can get some more uh, Spartans on there and more teammates of mine and other people on there, but you guys did an awesome job and love being part of it. Hopefully it was good. Hopefully the, the podcast crew and listeners all enjoyed it and got something good out of it. Once again, we do want to thank Matt for joining us today and to the viewers. Don't forget to subscribe rate and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.